I'm okay if you continue praying. I'm not, it's not going to bother me in the least little bit. Somebody needs to hear what I'm about to talk about today. We have Matthew chapter 5, verse number 6. The Bible tells us that blessed are they which do hunger and thirst after righteousness. The promise comes, for they shall be filled. If you are hungry and thirsty for righteousness, the promise is you will be filled. You will be filled. I began this morning in prayer asking the Lord for clear direction for today. And I began to think, and I'll show you these pictures here in a little while, maybe shortly. But I was taken back to, as this is being Mission Sunday, I was thinking about mission work and the things that we've done. And this scripture was heavy on my heart. I posted about it Friday night. And then this morning, God changed everything for Bible study. I feel a hunger in this place today. God is responding to that hunger this morning. You can sit down, you can stand up, whatever you want to do, but I want you to hear me for just a moment. You've heard me say this, tell the story before, just bear with me. As I was thinking about this passage of Scripture, blessed are they that hunger and thirst after righteousness for they shall be filled. I got up from praying this morning and my mind went back to the time that we went to Botswana. It's a country in Africa. The name of the town in Botswana was called Bulawayo. While we were there, while we were on our way there, Everything seemed to go wrong from our side. We nearly missed our plane leaving the States because our plane got hindered in Des Moines. We sat on the plane because some drunk guy was there and he refused to put down his liquor. And uh, he had other liquor stored in his bag, I guess he had bought before he got on the plane. We wasted two hours precious two hours that we needed to get back to Atlanta. We're all frustrated. We, we're tired. We get to Atlanta. Another passenger causing fits. We had to be escorted off of that plane as well. Finally, we're in the air. 16-hour flight time. We fly. We land South Africa. We have to sit there for a couple extra hours waiting for our ride to get there to take us to our hotel. Jet lag has set in. None of us have slept. We're at the hotel trying to sleep. Finally, we just all got up, 
I think it was three, four o'clock in the morning. We we got all of our stuff packed up, and we were sitting on the curb waiting on our ride to be there to take us to the airport so that we could fly to Botswana. I'm not trying to waste time. I'm just I'm trying to explain where we're what what was transpiring. Everything had to be done precisely at specific times in order for us to make it to Botswana and Bulawayo, Botswana at the right time. We were supposed to be boots on the ground, maybe I should say feet on the platform at 10 in the morning. The plane was delayed in South Africa until 10 a.m. It was an hour and a half flight. We landed in Botswana. Lo and behold, we get to Botswana. The overseas phone that we have, the SIM card doesn't work in that country. South Africa and Botswana don't share towers. So in the airport, we had to find a cellular company. And it took them an hour and a half to get the phone work. We weren't about to drive. We still had an hour and a half drive to get where we're going. You're with me so far. 10 o'clock. We didn't land until 1130, almost noon actually. It took another hour and a half to get the SIM card to work in the phone. We're nearly 1 o'clock. Now, we have to get in the car and drive an hour and a half. Thankfully, nothing happened on the road there. We arrive. There's not many cars there, and so we're all like, well, I guess they didn't have much of a turnout. You know, we were expecting 150 people. But we didn't realize Botswana is much poorer than what we expected. What I mean by that is everybody uses the bus. They don't own their own car. To our surprise, the 150 pastors and wives that we were expecting turned into 250 pastors and wives in that place. Just a few different shots of the crowd there that day. This is what we walked into. These people in this auditorium, minus us, had been there since 9 o'clock that morning. They had asked these pastors and wives to come by 9 in the morning to begin praying an hour before we were supposed to start teaching. Come 10 o'clock, they were all sitting there waiting for us to walk in down the aisle and get on the platform and start teaching. Now think about what would have happened here if the speaker got delayed four hours, five hours. You got an auditorium full of people, no speaker. I'm going somewhere with this, so just ride with me a second. When we got there, you could hear the ringing of singing and praise coming out of that building. Those people were singing with all of their heart. They continued in prayer and praise 
the entire time they waited on us. They did break for lunch, they told us. But they said, we're not leaving until we hear the word of God. They that hunger and thirst after righteousness shall be filled. Just more shots. You can see back in the corner there, they had to make extra chairs back there in the back. and People everywhere. We get there. Here's just a couple of shots from the back of the crowd. Just my mind was blown how many hungry people were there. These aren't saints, folks. These are pastors and wives pastoring churches there in Africa throughout this auditorium. We began to preach. We began to proclaim the gospel of Jesus Christ. And then I have a video I can show you later on, but after two and a half days of teaching, I wish... I wish I would have had my camera pointed the other way on this video. But I, because I kid you not, if you've heard me teach, I've actually taken some of these lessons we teach in Africa and I've taught them here in our Bible class. And there is a time where we, we go through a series of witnesses as to why we should be baptized in Jesus' name. And it's a, it's a total of seven witnesses. And in the video I got, this, at this moment, in every single conference that we ever preached or taught over there, as soon as he gets to the seventh one, every single time, revelation rests upon that place. And that day, if you can imagine with me, this image right here, but everybody's jumping, everybody's Hands are in the air, everybody's screaming, amen, hallelujah, as the revelation of the mighty God in Christ rests upon this people. Why did it happen? Because they were hungry and they were thirsting for righteousness. And they made up in their mind, I'm not leaving this building until we hear the word of God and until we experience a life-changing opportunity and as a result of that me and brother Tim's we had we we got the, the privilege to baptize nearly uh, somewhere between 50 and 60 of that 250 people many of them said that they've already been baptized in Jesus name I'm not going to call them a liar they've been baptized in Jesus name they've been baptized in Jesus name some of them weren't sure whether they were going to accept it wholeheartedly but we were baptizing them in Jesus' name. I don't know how many of them, as soon as I pulled them out of the water, they started talking in tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. I tell you, it happened because they were hungry. Because Jesus said, if you're hungry for me, if you're thirsty for me, you're going to be filled with what you're looking for. I feel the Holy Ghost this morning. Here's all of them standing back in the back. We had to come way, way away to get their picture. 
What a time we had, and I'm thankful for it. Then we leave Bulawayo, and we head to Zimbabwe, and when we get there, we, we get to, uh, I can't remember the name of this town, but it's where we have, they, they had the compound, and one of the pastors called and asked if we would come and speak at their church. So that's the church. That's the church. We had church that day. They worshiped the Lord. We had the sun off of our back. It was hot. But we had church. And yours truly got to preach that day in that little lean-to right there. After service was over, this group of people said, hey, we got to get a picture with you. And this is only half of them. I, didn't, I don't know what happened to the other pictures. I couldn't find them this morning. But it was only so wide, so only so many people could gather around us and take pictures, and then we'd switch out and take more. But the hunger of those people, It doesn't matter. They didn't have cars to get to church, folks. In fact, if we go back here, you can kind of see there to the right where Sister Riggin is. That's, that's half of my mother-in-law. That's just a walking path. They had to drop us. We had to walk nearly a mile from the road to get to this place. There were all kinds of these little places and different denominations of different people there. And, and here we are walking to church but they came and they were faithful and we had church and I preached like I preach everywhere else with everything I got and people prayed in fact every single one of them got out of their pew and they lined up and we, we ended up praying for them spending time with them talking to them and uh, this pastor had already gotten the revelation. He was part of one of the first sessions that my father-in-law taught there. And so he had been building this church and, and uh, teaching them holiness, teaching them uh, the ways of the truth. And we had a good time. As I continued thinking, man, around here, Speaker's five hours late. Might as well wrap it up and come back tomorrow. There's no sense in wasting the whole day. But their mentality wasn't in that fashion. Their mentality was, I don't care if we got to wait here till midnight. We're going to have church until they get here. And when they when we got there. They could have been upset with us. They could have sat on us. But those people were pulling it out of us as we were teaching. I don't know how to express this. If you've, if you've ever done any public speaking or if you've done any teaching one-on-one -on -one with somebody, you know when they're pulling it out of you and you know when you're pushing it on to them. This crowd was not that crowd where I was having to just force feed these folks. No, they were sucking it out of me as fast as I could get it out. 
And let me tell you, I, do, I don't know how loud it's going to be. I hope it's not too loud. So hold your ears. I don't know if it's going to be loud. So he's there. the crowd in the background.
pull it out of you when they're hungry. That whole crowd, I turned around. I'm, I'm holding the camera that way. I turned around. Everybody's standing on their feet. Everybody's saying amen. God was feeling them with revelation of the truth. Let me tell you, I, I'm not here just to kind of go through these motions and, and, and go through these missions things. I want you to understand the same God that we've been feeling in this sanctuary this morning is all over this world. And there are people just like you and me that are hungry. I talked about it a while ago. I said, you know, what would happen if, if we got the, the drive and, and the, the, the passion that those that are stopping everything in their life, grabbing a plane ticket, getting in their car and driving to Asbury University, and they're going and there's lines upon lines of people Thousands of people that are saying, hey, I want what's going on in that building. I need it today. And I'm going to pay whatever price I've got to because I'm hungry for something that's different. <laughs> Hallelujah. I, I, I cannot express to you enough how, how, how strongly I feel about what's happening right now in our midst. And I'm telling you, what we feel in this place is no accident. God is saying, hey, I'm willing to fill you if you're just hungry enough. Are you thirsty enough for more than what you got? Are you willing to seek after it? Are you willing to pay the price that you need to pay? Amen. I'm going to fill you if you just reach out. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Jesus name John chapter number 16 verse number 12 and verse 13 the Bible tells us Jesus is speaking here to his disciples he said I have yet many things that I want to tell you but you cannot bear them right now. You're not ready. You haven't gone through the things that I need you to go through for you to understand the things I want you to understand. But there has to be something that transpires in your life. He said, how be it when he, the spirit of truth, he will guide you into all truth. For he shall not speak of himself, but whatsoever he shall hear, that shall he speak. And he will show you things to come. Jesus said, hey, I'm walking around with you and I want to tell you what I, I want to tell you all the things. He said, but you can't grasp some of the things I want to tell you until you've been endued with power from on high. He said, it's the spirit of truth that's going to come and it's going to reveal all of the things that I want to show you. But first off, you've got to get the Holy Ghost. You've got to get fear with the spirit uh, that is coming back uh, after I go. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. Oh, I want more of him today. I need more of him today. God, help me be like those in Botswana, God, that says, hey, I don't care if I've got to tarry here all day long. If I've got to wait 
wait uh, in prayer and praise. Uh, God, I'm going to stay here uh, until I hear from you, uh, until I find you, uh, until, God, I get deeper into your glory. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. Romans tells me, he said that the kingdom of God is not righteousness. It's, it's not meat and drink, but it's righteousness and peace and joy in the Holy Ghost. If you want more of him, you got to get lost in the Holy Ghost. Somehow, some way, we're singing about, let me tell you about my Jesus. He's made a way when there's not been a way. He's, he's helped me. He's pulled me out of the muck and mire. When I was stuck in the quicksand of sin, he reached down with his sure hand, and he pulled me up, and he put me up on a rock to stay. Amen. He gave me what I needed to make it. Amen. We don't have to drive across the country to go to an an auditorium to feel the glory of God, amen, because he's right here, and he's right in this place today, and he's bidding you, he's saying, come, won't you commune with me, won't you spend some time with me, hallelujah, Jesus, oh, let's love the Lord right now, I need you, Jesus, he loves us, Hallelujah, 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 Jesus. Oh, God, help us. Help us to find you today. Help us to find you today. Hallelujah. I'm almost done, I promise. I'm not going to be much longer. I want you to hear this preacher out. I'm telling you, if you can't feel the call of his spirit, your feelers are broken today. There's so much God wants to do, but it's not going to be accomplished through convenience, it's not going to be accomplished through going through the motions, but it's going to go through the, through the sacrifices that we're willing to make. So my question to you today is, are you willing to have a sleepless night if God calls you out of the bed? In the middle of the night. If you feel the tug of the Holy Ghost. To make it to the church. And just spend time praying. Yeah you can get a hold of God at your house. I'm not saying you can't. But there's something about taking that extra step. That says hey. God I'm serious about this. I'm so serious, God. I'm going to go change out of my pajamas. I might even go shower. I'm going to brush my teeth and I'm going to put some clothes on because I'm going to the throne room 
for a little while. And I can tell you, if you take the time and you say, hey, God, I know it's not ordinary. I know normally, God, I just get up and I go find me a place to pray in the living room. I, I go find a place to pray where I don't disturb the rest of the family. But God, today, uh, I'm not going to do it just at my home, although I want to pray in my home. But today, God, I'm going to go find you at your house today. God, I'm going to go spend some time in the glorious presence of the Lord. Amen. Because, God, I need something more than just what I've always had. God, I want something greater. I want something greater. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Can I tell you, there's one reason why you're where you're at still today. You keep saying, I want to go deeper in God. I want more of Him. I want to feel His glory. I want to feel Him closer than I ever have before. You want me to tell you why you can't seem to go further? It's really, really simple. You've heard me say it before. It's simply this. If you want something greater, you've got to be willing to do something greater. That means I've got to step out of my comfort zone. You know what's comfortable for me, Sister Winnie? It's for me to wake up. I started using this process called time blocking. You know why? Because by the time I'm at the end of the day, I don't know what's done and what's not done. So I started setting blocks of time. This is going to happen at this time. This is going to happen at this time. But that's how I work. That's how my mind works. And so you know what? When I come to church, and maybe this is mostly my fault, I'll take the blame. That's fine. But I want you to understand all right, we have Sunday school from 10 to 11. We have prayer from 11. If you were here in Bible class, you already heard me say this, but I'm repeating it for everybody. I want you to, I, and guess what? I just realized I forgot to go live online today. So if they weren't here, they're missing all of it. Amen. But I want you to understand something this morning. There is something going on in the Holy Ghost that that is drawing us to say, hey, are you willing to step out of the schedule? Are you willing to let my spirit work in your midst? And the only way that we can do that is to do what we did this morning. Poor Brother Darren, I, I hope you don't feel like I ran you over this morning. Amen. But the Holy Ghost was moving, and I didn't want us to get so stuck to, hey, we're going to sing these songs ever so often, and then we're going to stop, and then we gotta have a, uh, we're going to have the preaching come forth, and we're going to pray a little bit and go home. Yeah, we're going to do all that stuff, but I want God to have time to do what God wants to do in this place this morning. I want God to have his way. I feel the Holy Ghost tugging on our hearts. I feel the glory of God resting upon us. Amen. But I'm not going to be satisfied if I leave this place the same way that I've always left the house of God. But God, just like Elisha told Elijah, hey, I want a double portion of what you've got. I want to go deeper than I've ever been before. God, I'm not satisfied with what every other church is getting today. God, I want more than I've ever had before. Woo. 
Iando Rebesika Lolobo Sataya. Hallelujah. Can I tell you what happens when you become desperate for something more? Amen. The apostle Paul told the church at Corinth, he said, hey, a godly sorrow worketh repentance uh, to salvation, and it's not to be repented of, uh, but the sorrow of the world worketh death. Uh, but verse 11 says, uh, and behold, the selfsame thing that you sorrow after a godly sort, uh, what carefulness it has wrought uh, in you. Uh, yea, what a clearing uh, of yourselves. Uh, yea, what indignation. Uh, yea. What fear, yea, what vehement desire. That's what true repentance is going to birth inside of us a vehement desire for the glory of God. Hallelujah! Hallelujah! Last passage of scripture I want to take you to this morning before I let you just respond to what God wants to do. I want you to hear me this morning. I know we've gone to this passage to prove, hey, there are people out there that think that they've got it all together. Amen. We've tried to, we've used this passage of scripture to show, I don't care if you've been baptized before. Amen. We encourage you to do what the disciples of John did when they came into contact with truth. They realized, hey, yeah, I was baptized to repentance thank God for that amen but yet I want to make sure I have the true baptism that Jesus came to provide for me amen but while Paul amen was passing through the upper coast came to Ephesus and he found certain disciples there that day and he said to them have you received the Holy Ghost since you believed and they said this we have not so much as heard whether there be any Holy Ghost and verse number three he met and he said to them unto what then were you baptized they said to John's baptism then said Paul John verily baptized with with baptism of repentance saying to the people that they should believe on him which should come after him that is on Christ Jesus and I want you to see what hunger what hunger births in people. When they heard this, they were baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. You say, what are you trying to get across, Pastor? I want, uh, let me go on to the next verse. Amen. And when Paul laid his hands on them after they were baptized, the Holy Ghost came on them and they spake with tongues and they prophesied. I'm closing with this. Man, whew. I, I don't think you're feeling what I'm feeling today, but I'm feeling a call from heaven. And when that call happens, when you encounter what you're encountering today, it requires you to do something about it. Those disciples and John said, hey, I've never heard about this, but thank you, Paul, for telling me about the truth. And will you baptize us? And God filled them with the Holy Ghost. You know what's happening in this place this morning? What's happening in this house this morning is this you've been confronted with truth. 
we dealt with it in Bible class this morning. And we ended, and there was heavy conviction, and there was a call from heaven that was going out. And, and some of us were responding to it, and I'm thankful for it. But what I'm about to do is extend that opportunity to the rest of us here this morning. And if you already responded, there's no hurting in going a little bit deeper this morning. The Holy Ghost is here, and He is calling us, and He is bidding you, come on, I've got something greater, I've got something more for you, that doesn't mean you haven't experienced Him before, this just means uh, He's got something more in store for you, and if you're willing to step out this morning, and come down to the front of this church and to lift your voice. You can kneel. You can stand with your hands uplifted. I don't care how you respond. But all I'm asking for you to do today is don't just respond in your pew. Won't you respond putting some action behind it and say, here I am, God. I'm coming. I'm stepping out of my comfort zone. And here I am this morning. Why don't you, live? Why don't you begin to respond to him today? Why don't you begin to find a place to call on the name of the Lord? Jesus, I need you. Jesus, I need you. Oh, that's it. Come on, church. That's it. Let's cry out to the Lord. Amen. It's just worship him. Just let him know, here I am, God. Here I am, God. Oh, Jesus, what's happening in Asbury is happening because individuals are responding. Hey, man, that's what's going to happen today.
taught about dedication. They taught about surrender. And that's what we got to do today. Need more of you, Jesus.
myself away I give myself away so you can use me give myself away I give myself away so you myself away oh yes give myself away so you can use me myself away Give 
Sunday morning service, but today I'm, I'm going home closer to Jesus. You know what, I want to wake up tomorrow, I don't want to lose any ground, Brother Tuffy. When I wake up in the morning, I want to pick up where I left off when I went to bed, and I want to go closer. I want to be like Enoch. Because when it comes to the end of the day, Maybe I could be one of those like Enoch who just walked with God and was not because God took him. Lord, just take me. Never letting go. There's going to be evidence. There's going to be evidence. Can we love the Lord this morning?
book to say, go home from this. Can we love him one more time? Can we lift our voices and just tell him how much we love him right now? that puts the connotation on the fact that we're walking out of his presence. All I'm going to say is, today we're going to go with God. Hmm. Your today is not going to go like you planned it. I promise you this afternoon if you keep in this same vein you're going to feel an overwhelming compelling drive can we say it like the scripture said it a few minutes ago in Corinthians you're going to feel a vehement desire to talk with him again get into his presence I don't know about you I just don't want to leave (laughs) because then life happens distractions come and I want to stay on cloud nine this morning (laughs) this afternoon but what you've got today what God did for you this morning is going to give you power face whatever it is that's going to come. Can I say I'm begging you this week don't wait till the next service to touch God again. And if you want to come to the church and you want to pray you don't have a way to get in I live less than 10 minutes away. Mendez lives less than a minute away. We'll get you in the doors, but don't be surprised if we stick around with you. Because it's what we need in this day and hour is not sensationalism. I know I talked about healings and I talked about deliverance earlier today. Look. I want you to understand those things, those are just byproducts of the glory of God. He said, with those that believe, signs are going to follow them. They're going to talk with new tongues, yes. 
but they're also going to cast out devils in Jesus' name. Amen. That's what the Holy Ghost can do in us. And you know what? I know some preachers would, would probably crucify me for saying this, but let me tell you something. I don't believe it's the will of God that it has to be a preacher come pray for somebody and get deliverance. I don't. Now, if that's what they need, that's their faith point, then so be it. But every child of God ought to have the same power. Amen. He just said you have to use his name. Power's not in you. It's in that name. want to be worried about the pastors and teachers. That's exactly right. And he called us all. And he said the signs are going to follow them which believe. He didn't say them which are preaching. We need the Holy Ghost today. I think he's confirmed his word this morning. Somebody wants to come up here and grab those out of one of the bags. We'll go ahead and give to the Lord. That way, whoever wants to go, then you can go. And Amen. Thanks, Brother Tuffy. Appreciate it. They're just right there. Amen. Let's give to the Lord. One of the things that I did want to make sure I told everybody about that this week, baby, can you put that announcement thing up there? Now, the youth service is still tentative. They had it scheduled for March 17th. 